Hey friend, we've got a huge announcement to share and we wanted you to be the first to know. Our vision in North Star has always been to create an impact uprising. It's this belief that philanthropy has the power to change the world, not just in our impact, but by unlocking generosity within each of us. So after more than 500 podcast conversations and gathering this diverse community of We Are For Good around the world, we're ready to unveil the next big unlock to achieving our impact uprising vision as we get activated together in community. Meet Impact Up, the gathering for social impact leaders ready to shift the sector for good. Our first Impact Up is happening July 11th, and we want you to join us as we convene virtually for a day around one singular topic. We're going to be blending different styles of content from brilliant minds across sectors while also gathering insights and ideas from you in the community, all of it leading to action. Then, through the power of the We Are For Good community, that same evening, Impact Up is gathering in local communities to continue the conversation started that day. From San Francisco to Baton Rouge and Denver to Tampa, community is gathering in person. We are moving from conversations to activation, and we're so excited. It's all about gathering, discussing, activating, and watching the shift happen. You can also count on that signature levity, inspiration, and joy you always get in our space because you know it's a vibe, y'all. Registration is live. Head on over to impactuprising.com. You can see all about the event and find a local meetup near you. We can't wait to see you there. That's impactuprising.com. Let's go. Hey, friends. This episode is brought to you by Jatasa. We love the meaning behind this brand because its name literally means the spirit of serving others, and that jives with the ethos of this community. Jatasa comes alongside missions to specialize in bookkeeping, accounting, and CFO services exclusively for nonprofits, with more than 1,500 organizations served since 2008. Jatasa is committed to helping nonprofits that are dedicated to making the world a better place because they truly understand the unique needs and challenges organizations like yours are facing. So if you're looking for a financial partner who truly understands your mission, check out Jatasa. Visit jatasa.com to learn more. That's J-I-T-A-S-A.com. Be sure to tell them We Are For Good sent you. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Hi, Becky. Welcome, everybody. Wow, we are going to have such a fun day. We are in the presence of greatness. Yeah, a queen. I mean, I feel like I've said this before, but Beyonce could not make me as starstruck as being in the presence (laughs) of people who have done incredible things for philanthropy and for goodness. And today we have Carol Cohn on the podcast. We are geeking out. She is the founder of On Purpose. But if you rewind back into like, 80s. Carol was one of the godmothers of creating purpose inside of for-profit businesses. Carol has worked with incredible organizations like the American Lung Association, the Bezos Family Foundation, the Everglades Foundation, Girl Scouts of US, of the USA, Reebok. I mean, it's the for-profit, it's the non-profit. She has raised over more than 2.5 
billion dollars through her signature programs for various causes. And I just have to think that that ripple that that is created in the world has created so much good. And so she has got a litany of things that she does. But the thing that I love the most is she does not slow down. I have spent some time with her before this podcast, and I was just like enjoying sitting in her aura and just soaking up what she does. And most recently, she conceptualized this My Special Aflac Duck, which is a social robot developed for extensive child-centered design to comfort children going through an average of a thousand days of chemotherapy. This little duck, it is not like a stuffed animal. You may think it is, but it is so intuitive in the way that it comforts, in the way that it calms. And I just adore your heart for good. Carol, welcome to the We Are For Good podcast. Can you tell we're excited you're here? No, no, no. I'm blushing. I, that's a that's a very, very gracious and generous introduction. What? So um, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. I, I'm just so curious about you. And I know we have visited a little bit, but I would love for you to take us back like to Carol growing up in New York. And I want you to tell us a little bit about your journey and how it led to where you are today. Great. Um, well, I, well, briefly, you know, I remember sitting in front of the television where you only had like three or four major stations <laughs> and yep. watching the Vietnam War. Wow. And you know, it was like piped right into your, into your living rooms uh, or your dens. And then, you know, the civil rights riots and movements. And, you know, I just, just old enough when I, I remember uh, when, you know, school was closed down because of uh, the president was, was murdered. And so you grow up during that kind of cauldron of, um, you know, riots and meaning and people really protesting. And so I grew up around that. And then I went to Brandeis University and which is a very social activist school. And I got a master's in communications and my mother was an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. So I'm a third generation. And without really a business plan, I just said, I'm going to start a consultancy. I felt in the 80s that a company or brand, even a not-for-profit who always are about meaning, but they need to even stand for more. So you need to matter today in, an, in a very internet-enabled world where we all, with our pocketbooks, can buy from, work for, for advocate for, um, you know, with, uh, with the internet. So it's a brave new world out there, but I'm glad that I'm hanging around still and as energetic as ever to keep advancing the practice. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I love, I mean, I feel like growing up, I felt like that should be part of business too. And so it shouldn't, it seems to me so often, why is it surprising that, you know, they think they need to have a soul all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, like they need to have a purpose. It's like, it's funny that it existed without that, but I love that you were on the leading edge of making those connections. You're right. We do have a ton of nonprofit listeners as an audience. And I wonder if you would talk about that connection, that sweet spot we talk a lot about, about values, finding value alignment with corporate and non-for-profit. What are some other you know, concepts or maybe some tips you have for nonprofits trying to get in the door with a corporation in that way? The first thing is that you've got to think like a business. This is huge. You've got, that's the challenge with the not-for-profit world and the for-profit world. American Heart Association asked us in 2003 to reverse engineer our model and create an enduring, powerful cause brand for them 
And ultimately, we launched Go Red for Women and other things with them. This is actually a Harvard Business School case, the American Heart Association. And I, it's the funniest story because Kathy Rogers, who is now president of American Heart's Western region, convinced us that we could take that we should try to take our process that is very codified. It's called the P3 process today. And so we did it for not-for-profits and created Go Red, the Alliance for a Healthier Generation, the Power to End Stroke, and Start. Four distinct initiatives for American Heart with depth, ability to truly, to your point, what are some you know advice for your not-for-profit? Besides thinking about a business, you've got to provide something, an asset, of exceptional value that has grass tops, grassroots, it has content, it has execution, it has engagement, simple engagement, more depth engagement, or you're not going to be able to compete today with all the other savvy not-for-profits who have upped their game. I mean, I, I, as a marketer, I feel like I'm just sitting like in a class with one of the greats and I'm soaking it all up. <laughs> And the way that you just casually drop, and I hope nobody missed this because Carol sent me the Harvard Business Review article on Go Red. Carol's group started and initiated what is now Go Red. Who, who's heard of Go Red? Every hand is in the air. <laughs> These are brands that matter. They are brands that have resonance and they have longevity. And I want to kind of go back to social impact because I, I just think what you have done to build this sector, which is now so globally accepted. And in fact, this year, I don't think CSR has ever been as explosive as it is this year. And especially as we're coming out of a post pandemic world. And so I, the BBC literally called Carol the purpose queen, the BBC. And so <laughs> they as, know they're queens, I, <laughs> you know, the BBC knows who to call a queen and who doesn't. I forgot about that. They do know they're queens. <laughs> they do know they're queens. So you're, you're just truly the mother of connecting business with purpose. We would love for you to dive into this a discussion around how you feel like nonprofit can leverage this purpose-driven impact today. You've got to be a self-learner. You've got to read, read, read. McKinsey just came out with this amazing study, and it's called, it's called the Triple Play. And basically it says creativity plus analytics plus purpose – and then they dive into companies that had all three of those. So you're talking about purpose being very thoughtful and analytical. It's not just putting a, you know, oh, isn't it sweet? We're going to partner with this not-for-profit. But it's delivering on business issues as well as making a social impact. PNC Grow Up Great. We identified early childhood in 2003 for PNC. And we were asked by their CEO and the president of their foundation, find something that can truly give us meaning that works with our business. A bank invests in local communities, and it's an issue that's about to emerge. And we did a ton of research. We have a process. We picked early childhood education. And this is another one of those great stories where we presented the idea to their CEO, Jim Rohr at the time, and Eva Bloom, who became a very, very good friend. And you know, it was, here's the issue, here's why, especially underserved kids are totally behind when they get to first grade, you know, they have 30,000 less words, they have all sorts of challenges. 
and you can take this on and be the first corporation truly leading the charge. So everyone shaking heads in the room, you know, very serious faces. And then we go to what agencies do. And we are suggesting a five-year, $50 million investment. And the room goes silent, <laughs> totally, totally silent. And then Jim Rohr looks to all of his senior executives and then to me, and he says, not big enough. Oh, 10 years and $100 million. It's continuing. It's like in year 17, they have great not-for-profit partners who we selected. PNC is not an expert in early childhood, but part of our secret sauce is an advisory board. So we went to experts around the country who were academics and they were, you know, they're working in markets, et cetera. And we invited them. And I will tell you to this day, most of the original advisory board is still on the advisory board because they said, oh, my God, here is a company that truly will invest in early childhood. And so and now the number that they have committed to a half billion dollars, it's all aggregate to this subject. So it's a long story of saying there is an approach for both the corporate and the not for profit that is thoughtful, that is strategic, that is well-researched, that is architected to be built to last. And that's what I challenge your listeners on either side of the aisle, that you need to be strategic and business-oriented. You can still have the heart, but you need to have that so that you will be built to last because some of these issues are going to be solved overnight. They are 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, coalitions coming together to truly help to make, you know, a dent in an issue. There's one other thing I did want to share, which goes back to like, what's a great insight for your not-for-profit listeners? And in our book, my favorite chapter is chapter seven. Again, breakthrough not-for-profit branding. And it's really simple construct. And you can do it. You don't need to read the book. I hope you buy the book. I'm not getting rich on the book, but I did it as a labor of love. Um, is that you say, what is our goals? So, you know, you're, you, before you even get to a meeting together, the company brand says, what are our goals for a, a social issue or environmental issue relationship? Then you ask the potential partner, what are your goals? Then you come and sit down on a meeting and then you go over and identify shared goals. That is where the magic happens. That's where you set the objectives, the milestones, the measurement and reporting, and begin to talk with the same language. Talking with the same language is the biggest challenge for the for-profit, not-for-profit partnership. Hey friends, we wanted to take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor, GiveButter, the world's fastest growing online giving platform, powering more than 35,000 causes. One of these is Family Reach, a national nonprofit dedicated to eradicating the financial barriers that accompany a cancer diagnosis. Like many of us, they were unsure how they were going to replace their critical in-person fundraising events during COVID. Family Reach put GiveButter's virtual fundraising tools to use by hosting a super fun and engaging celebrity chef cooking challenge where they raised more than $350,000. And if you think this was a one-off success, think again. They just did it again and raised more than $600,000. 
Family Reach raves about GiveButter's ability to live stream video alongside their real-time supporter feed and saw how the threaded comments engaged their audience beyond what was possible on other platforms. It's buttery goodness at its finest. Don't miss the full success story in our show notes. Ready to explore how GiveButter could help your organization take your online fundraising to the next level? Check them out at GiveButter.com. Okay, couple observations. One, corporations probably haven't even thought about how to partner with you. They haven't even thought about how your values and your shared goals could align with their business objectives. And so I love this story, which I think you're so spot on in absolutely everything that you said here. And it points to back to what you said at the very beginning. You're a connector. And you could see all of these endpoints to make these connections to all of these individuals. And it starts with a conversation. This is not a concept that is um, not understood by us. We do this all the time with donors. We're going in and cultivating them. We're pitching really big ideas and strategies. Why aren't we doing the same to cast massive vision to corporations? That's the first one. The second one is... I love your point about playing the long game, which is value number two in our company. These are not transactional relationships. These are long-term value-driven relationships, and it's not going to just happen over time. But the point that you say, I'm going to pitch $50 million of investment to PNC, and you can talk about however many decades later, they're putting a half a billion dollars now into that investment. And so I positively love this, and I want to tell all our nonprofit listeners, Carol is giving you permission and telling you, you need to be brave to go out there and define what your shared goals could be. Find something that works in business for you, for them. Think like a business and figure out what you are standing for. And so this is a conversation about entrepreneurship, about bravery, and about alignment. And I don't think those things are really intrinsically um, something that we think about. Traditionally, in nonprofit, we work from a scarcity mentality. We've got to work from the abundance mentality, and we've got to go for it. And this is your year to do it. So that was my hype. And just to thread everything together, you keep coming back to, we have to learn how to communicate to businesses like they need to be communicated to. And that's the goal of a business is to create value for their shareholders or whoever it may be. So thank you for that. Um, okay, Carol, I, something that you've said that also stuck with me is just this idea of we all have to be committed to learning and growing and uh, as the times are changing, right? And this, as Becky referenced earlier, has been a reckoning in the business side of things, especially in the last few years through the pandemic. What are the trends that you see emerging and where do you think are the things that we really need to pay attention to um, with this future of social purpose that's in front of us? Um, just love your thoughts on that. Taking a quick pause to share some exciting news from our friends over at Percent. Percent helps nonprofits find new opportunities to save big by unlocking product discounts from the world's leading software companies. This month, we're partnering with Percent to highlight LinkedIn's discounted tools for nonprofits. We've heard from plenty of friends in the community asking, how can nonprofits really leverage LinkedIn? And LinkedIn's Sales Navigator Core makes it easy to connect with new donors or corporate sponsors for your cause and supercharges your fundraising goals. 
And you know, finding the right talent is crucial for nonprofits. And so with Recruiter Lite, you can streamline your recruitment process and save both time and money. And get this, eligible nonprofits can receive up to 75% off LinkedIn Sales Navigator Core and Recruiter Lite through the Percent Marketplace. Ready to get started and access discounts from the world's leading software companies? Sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash percent. The pandemic, and thank God, so many companies got it right. Right. They got it right because of their employees. They recognized whether they were purpose-driven or not, that their core engine, their employees had to be protected, had to either go home and work from home, had to have extra PPE. They changed the manufacturing processes or such. So most companies got it right. They learned to be human. (laughs) So true. (laughs) When people had the luxury and the opportunity to work from home for 15, 16 months, they asked the question when they're being brought back to the office, is it worth it? And so one of the things I, I think companies, when they're embracing and we're working with a number of clients on this, they've got to provide the space for listening, for sharing Let's share our human experiences. Let's talk about the good, the scary, the pain, the good things we learned, the new friends, the neighbors we made. Allow that to happen. And then as purpose, then look at your purpose. And I think people are going to start thinking about their personal purpose. And the companies that are really sophisticated are going to take some time, but in six months over the next year, they're going to be aligning the company purpose and the individual purpose. It allows the employees to truly live into lean in and live in their full potential and their full energy and their humanity and empathy and listening and lots of great skills. So that's where we think it's really important. Now, in terms of, I'm always asked like which issues are really coming to the fore. And there's a lot. Mental health, you've heard over and over and over. Um, Social determinants of health, for underserved, huge. Um, In terms of local farming, you know, how we're going to support our farmers, technology, the haves and the have-nots, how we're going to work. So there's the issues are expansive. And we trust the companies who are already have a purpose, they'll evolve it. If they don't, they're going to start working with their employees, working with some sort of strategic way to determine What's right for us to do that is values-driven, that is honest, authentic? You know, that's kind of, it's again, a long answer to where are we going? It has to be authentic. It has to be aligned. You have to have experts um, play the long game, but you also need to have the early wins. You got to have the early wins. Um, And you also have to be flexible and pivot if necessary. Aren't you excited to be alive in this time? I mean, it's a good time. I I agree. And we were talking about this the other day, John and I, just about how for the first time ever, we're seeing stakeholders start to rise up and be about the same importance as shareholders. And I'm just thinking, this is your moment, nonprofit. This is the time to find these employees, get them connected to your mission because they are the mouthpiece and the engine of these companies. And I could not be more excited about how empathy, 
authenticity are going to drive this narrative. And I think that has the potential to just revolutionize the way we interact, the way we show up at the office, the way that we treat each other. And God bless you for talking about mental health, because that is probably the elephant in the room for nonprofit in terms of we work so hard. We are working on the margins. We're trying to do the most good. And it's like we're not even treated equitably or compensated equitably. And we just pile it on. So if you're not doing self-care, please make some time to do that and talk to your company about it. Oh, my gosh. So much in here. Okay. I, you have given us a lot of stories. And you and I have talked offline about some crazy stories that you have been able to witness as a result of philanthropy moving into our world and making an impact. What is a story uh, or a moment in philanthropy that has personally moved you that you might share with us? Sure. Well, I guess I have to talk about my special Aflac I, I was hoping you would. Aflac. Everyone knows the Aflac duck. Um, and the Aflac duck is about a $20 billion asset for Aflac. So that's on the business side. Now on the philanthropy side, um, pediatric cancer was their social issue. And they had, when they came to us, they had invested at that time about $135 million into pediatric cancer, mostly in Atlanta through the Aflac center for blood disorders and pediatric cancer, um, at children's healthcare of Atlanta. And so their CMO at the time, we had worked with her before and she said, Carol, come to your magic because we cannot have these separate. In today's world, these assets and these authentic assets must come together. Long story short, I had the idea because I was having lunch with a friend of mine who does social robots with kids with illnesses. And we're having lunch and he says, um, hey, what's going on? And I go, hey, we're starting work with Aflac. His idea, social robot, Aflac Duck, crashed into each other in my mind. And I said, in my mind, I'm going to create a social robot. And my face was like, really strange. Because what's wrong? And I go, do I have an idea for you? <laughs> and we sold it to their, their marketing team and their branding team and their business team and whatever. And we actually then started, you know, doing designs and we went to pitch Dan Amos, their CEO. And it's another way. It was a very much of a PNC moment. Totally. You know, we, we start talking about the background and the need and the coming together of the business assets. He is stone face cold. Absolutely. And in my gut, I'm going, oh, my God, he doesn't like it, blah, 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 blah. And he finally gets up and he walks around in a circle as a CEO would want to do. He's a big, tall man. And he goes, that's the best idea I've ever heard. And all of a sudden, we all took a deep, we all took like a deep breath. And, he, and then he turned to his wife um, and she was actually president of the foundation. And he said, and we're going to start with a significant donation to kick this off. And so Aaron is a genius. He's a great partner. Um, he basically, he, he, for a year, he interviewed families and doctors and kids as young as three. What was it like going through a thousand days of cancer, of pediatric? It's lonely. It's scary. It's painful. It's nauseating. So the duck is a, you know, is, a, is an advocate, is a way for the child to communicate. And this duck is being given free through hospitals, through child care um, specialists, child life specialists to the child, because there's a way to utilize this in terms of a regimen. So it became a philanthropic story, but became a business story because 
it really had a great impact on Aflac's reputation. It's like the little duck that could, you know, (laughs) and and of course it's a media darling because that story just makes you feel good. Thank you for sharing that. We have a great video and we'll give it to you for your show notes because I will tell you, you need to have a tissue when you watch it. Okay. So look for that in our show notes. Carol, I want want you to take all your wisdom of all these campaigns you've been involved in and bring it, boil it down to one good thing, something that we could actionably implement in our life today that resonates with you. What's your one good thing? The magic is in our goals, your goals, shared goals. Because it will bring you into language of the business. It'll bring you into where do we have to go? So, you know, having that and then checking in on it quarterly, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but it means you need to be strategic. And that when you're strategic and so many not-for-profits are getting there now, they then get the best relationships but they've got to create assets of value because companies truly want to advance their purpose, their social impact and environmental impact. That is just brilliant. Thank you for just leading with expertise and speaking with so much truth today. I just think there's so much that we can all put into work right away. Is there a way that people can best connect with you, Carol? I know you're kind of all the places. Where would you like people to reach out to you or follow you? On LinkedIn. 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 We keep saying it's an incredible resource. And I would also encourage everybody to, to go to carolconeonpurpose.com. It's an incredible website. You can download their great ebook that they have. They talk about their work, their insights, and there's just so many good resources there. Thank you so much for coming in here, bringing your passion, your creativity, your innovation. I love the final call in this brave new world to diversify. Diversify and cast your net wide. Thank you, Carol. We've enjoyed every minute with you. Oh, I thank you for letting me be on the show. Um, Good luck. And you're doing great work. So uh, invite me back in, you know, six months or a year. I'm happy to do it again. Will do. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here. Did you know we create a landing page for each podcast episode with helpful links, freebies, and even shareable graphics? Be sure to check it out at the link in this episode's description. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever before. We'd love for you to join our good community. It's free, and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. You can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. One more thing, if you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.